Welcome to the Remnant Radio Program. Thank you for tuning in to today's show, and we always appreciate you tuning in. We're all across the internet, all around the world, different podcasts, different platforms. So however you have found us today, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. And we have a lot of things to cover. Every day we have a lot of things to cover because the world around us is literally uh, moving so fast and there's so much happening. And, you know, instead of covering, you know, each news story, I, I like to look at it from a more spiritual standpoint and equip and help and encourage you. Because if you're listening to the Remnant radio show, if you're listening to the Remnant, you know, Godcast, then clearly you have a heart to be the Remnant. And the Remnant is a set-apart group of people that simply want to stand for the full word of God in this hour. It's 2019. We want to stand for the full word of God. And we are at an all-out, you know, attack if we want to stand for righteousness in this hour. People will call you full of hate. You know, you'll have family members hate you, friends hate you, work affiliates hate you, you know, your peers at work, you know, all, all different types of people just because of what you are standing for, just because of what you believe. So welcome to the remnant if you're new to the remnant. And if you've been an intercessor and a prayer warrior for a long time, and if you've been serving the Lord for years, then you know you know how it is. And thank you for standing for truth and righteousness all these years. But you know, every day when I when I talk to people and we look at you know the headlines of the day, or we talk about some of the things that are going on, or you simply get on your social media feeds and you, and you see what people are talking about, you know what motivates people, what drives people. You, people put everything, by the way, on on social media. Have you noticed that they put their whole lives out there? Some people, I mean, they they tell you when they have a good day, a bad day, you know, put all their business and their dirty laundry out there. It's pretty amazing what people put on social media. And, you know, I don't know if you ever heard the, um, you know, it, some people would say it's a conspiracy theory. I tend to believe it's not. But, you know, the story about Mark Zuckerberg creating Facebook and, you know, that's a great story. You know, it was a great movie and everything like that. But, you know, the reality was that there was a program very similar um, to Facebook that the intelligence community had been working on. And what it was designed for was to basically, uh, you know, find out everything about people that they would just, um, you know, willingly and volunteer uh, all their information. And um, so anyways, uh, the QAnon movement actually exposed this in, in, in pretty good detail. But, um, you know, so I don't know if I believe that Facebook or these social media sites were actually you know, the the story that we've been sold, Mark Zuckerberg in college came up with this, you know, idea for Facebook. And I just, I don't know if I buy that. You know, I would, I would tend to buy the DARPA route more so. Um, and the fact that it collects data on you and, you know, the app itself is listening to you and knows who you're texting and, you know, the instant messages that they're, they're, you know, they're taking all your conversations that are supposed to be private. And even Mark Zuckerberg himself said, you know, I can't believe these people are dumb enough to trust us, you know. So, you know, now he's out there lobbying for more internet control. Yeah, all the people that stand for globalism and all the people that are, you know, basically pushing all the anti-God principles, socialist, you know, principles and trying to change our country, fundamentally change it, you know, and take away our liberties and freedoms and our, you know, First and Second Amendment rights and on and on and on, religious liberty and freedom. All those people, you know, they're out there lobbying to take down the information so that shows like this, can't freely be streaming. In fact, I was talking to a pastor friend just this last weekend, and you know, I was I was kind of telling him like, "Hey, listen, we, you know," and he he already knew this too, and so we're going to get together and kind of powwow over this. But you know, he was saying, you know, we all got to plan, uh, you know, when when they start taking down 
these types of shows, you know, because I was telling them, you know, how some of the momentum that we had gained uh, from the podcast and that's, you know, that's just all across the gamut, the different platforms that we've streamed on. And I've had censorship that's happening more and more lately. And I'm trying to figure out what am I even saying that's so controversial because, you know, I'm, I actually tend to kind of mind what I say just because I think about that, you know, like, okay, what are they going to try to flag me on? Are they going to try to press my show down today because of this or that? But we were really getting a great amount of momentum. And then recently, you know, we've had a lot of opposition and, you know, it's it's a spiritual warfare. But, you know, again, I believe the truth is going to get out there. I don't think anybody can stop it. And, you know, we'll put things on our website if they take down the URL. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll put things on an app if they take down the app. I mean, it just it's it's like a, a water you know, that's, that's flowing. Um, you know, if there's a dam that's built or whatnot and the water gets high enough, it's going to go around it, you know, or it's going to find the, the path of least resistance. So, you know, the Lord kind of showed me that, you know, I believe people are going to be able to find and hear the truth in this hour. And as things get later and people try to, you know, censor more and we see it become really like, you know, 1984 and, and, you know, Big Brother and just everything just continues down the path of complete censorship, kind of like the movie The Giver, you know, where it's like precision of language, you know, watch what you say. That, that's already happening, obviously. But, you know, at the same time, there's a great movement of people that are standing for truth and like citizen journalists and all these people that are out there doing these podcasts, doing these shows. And so just don't feel like you're alone out there. If you feel like you're alone, if you feel like, you know, I'm one of the only people out there in, in my community, you know, I, know, I know a lot of you feel like that because I felt like that for a long time, you know, where you've been researching and maybe the Holy Spirit has just been revealing things to you. That's what really on my journey and it's been so many years now, you have to really go back to like when this first started because it's been like so many years of my life. But I remember the Holy Spirit would just kind of give me like words and, 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 and look here and listen to this and things would just kind of fall in my lap and it started the awakening process for me. And, um, you know, I'm really thankful now for that time period because it just caused me to want to know more, want to yearn for more truth and, and, you know, dig deeper and find out what's going on. And that's what I would encourage you to do if you're, you know, newer in your kind of like being woke status, as we call it, you know, if you just kind of got woke, you know, last couple of years or, you know, but you always kind of had an inkling, but maybe the Holy Spirit's been turning up the, you know, the truth coming in, the, 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 the water's coming in a little bit faster now, you know, and then you're seeing kind of what's going on more and more and more. I mean, it's pretty overwhelming. Somebody was asking me the other day, because I used to do the show Hollywood Live. That's when I started on the radio. And we were on, you know, terrestrial radio. I mean, we were on the, you know, the regular FM stations in, in, in a big market. And um, I couldn't say some of the things that I say on, on these types of shows. I, ca- I couldn't say it because, you know, producers and people, they just wouldn't allow you to say it. You're not allowed to say that on the, on the, you know, on the airwaves <laughs> because it's, it's, I mean, even though it wasn't like censored per se for me saying it, like we probably could have said it, you know. Uh, they didn't want me saying certain things because it's a controversial, it's labeled as controversial or, or could be considered conspiracy. And so you can't really question the norm or the, or the mainstream narrative. And, you know, you, you can't really, there's like certain lines you can't cross. So that's what I really love about the podcast movement and like alternative media and the fact that we can speak out now. And, and those of you that are truth seekers, is is that you know and and the in the QAnon movement they call it like the anons you know it's like you can these these anonymous researchers are like out there doing citizen journalism and that's what journalism used to be friends like many years ago journalism was investigative journalists you know it was true people that wanted to get to the truth and they would do their own 
research and their own investigation. They were they, they, they were like you know, like uh, I, I'm thinking like uh, Scooby Doo. I mean, you know, they were they were pestering people, right? The mystery machine driving around, right? They were they were getting to the bottom of things, you know. And I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you, you know. I mean, that's the truth. There was a day when journalism was real. Now journalism is like fed from you know corporate entities like you know routers or the AP or whatnot. And so it's like it's just it's it's like you know, packaged for us and then sent to all the little affiliates around the country and, and around the world. And it's like the same talking points, the same story. There's no investigation. It's just whatever the official narrative is, we're, you know, meant to believe this. And I know I talk about this topic a lot, but it's just because I want people to kind of think about it, you know, and to really think about like, what, where are you getting your information? You know, when I, when I go to different churches and I speak in different places and whatnot, and I hear Christians, you know, that are listening to CNN, that are listening to MSNBC, you know, they're getting their story from like the Washington Post or the New York Times or whatever. And this is like their media source. This is their information source. And they're not woke, friends. Let me just tell you, they're not woke. And so they're they're like in this whatever outrage that the media has you being outraged about that week. And, you know, they just follow it and they just believe it like it's like it's gospel, you know. And I would just say, be very careful. Like ask the Holy Spirit for discernment. Ask God for wisdom. Now, you know, a lot of you guys already know this, and so I don't want to waste the whole show just talking about this, but there, there, there needs to be, you know, so now, even what I've noticed with like the alternative media, you know, the alternative media is kind of getting on the same talking points now too, which again, I'm, I'm extremely thankful for the alternative media. And, you know, that's, that's mainly where I, I listen, you know, nowadays to people that I trust, people that I know are reputable, um, you know, n- reputable news sources. I mean, reputable information sources, not just any old person that's doing a YouTube channel or whatever. And you got to be careful because there's a lot of weirdos and a lot of misinformation out there. So, um, you know, but these people that I, that I know they're actually, you know, patriots and I know they're, you know, they're Christians and, you know, they're pastors that are woke and, you know, they're just looking with spiritual eyes and wisdom of discernment. And I feel like this, this remnant group's kind of getting together and sharing information and, you know, it, God is connecting the remnant. You know, that's what the, we call the show, the remnant, you know, podcast or the remnant radio show, or, you know, it, we call it the remnant Godcast, you know, because it's, it's the remnant. I mean, we're coming together and we're saying, look, we're not, you know, going to listen to that mainstream narrative. We're going to stand for righteousness, no matter how much pressure is applied to us. And, you know, what I probably will spend a little bit of time talking about today is, some of the churches, some of the churches. Okay. Now I am not, just so you guys know, I'm not like this critiquer of churches. Okay. I, I, I perceive myself, I look at myself and I say, I'm part of the greater body of Christ. So, you know, it's not my job to sit here and bash certain pastors and bash, you know, mega churches and bash, you know, this one or that one or whatever, because I, I really think that doesn't um, necessarily look good to the world when they see you know, Christians kind of eating each other and, you know, but at the same time, the Bible does say to look out for wolves in sheep's clothing, and it does say to test the spirits. And so, you know, in my um, commentary today, I don't want you to take it the wrong way, but I do believe this, okay? And this is this is kind of like breaking news, if you would. I was speaking with a journalist the other day who's a Christian, you know, investigative journalist, and he said, Todd, you're probably sitting on one, like one of the biggest stories ever. And the story basically that I'm sitting on, and I'm kind of going to just give you a little elements of it today. If you, if you happen to tune in, you know, you're, you're getting some real good information here, by the way, because I figure like, you know, I want to give the podcast audience at the Remnant Show, like if you're taking the time to listen to the Remnant Radio, I really believe you care. And again, I could sit here and go through, you know, the Drudge Report and go through all the different headlines about how Joe Biden's creepy. And, you know, that's kind of like the talking point of the day. And we can go over, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and, you know, what Nancy Pelosi said. And, you know, we'll do those things. I mean, we will go through those things. But 
My bigger concern, to be honest with you guys, is 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 that you're super equipped that when you're out there in the in the in the um, you know in the marketplace or in the you know out there in the fields. I mean, you know the the fields are ripe, the harvest is plentiful, and the laborers are few. So if you're really willing to sit and be equipped each day and to pray and to be you know fasting and 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 desiring for the hunger of the Holy Spirit. Like if that's you and you're you're spiritually becoming woke and your understanding it's really not about Democrat or Republican, it's about light and darkness and it's that's the battle that we're going on. That's why there's an attack on marriage, that's why there's an attack on young people's identity, you know, that's why there's an attack on Christians and Bible believing Christians, that's why they're trying to take God out of everything. If you're getting it and you're like putting all the pieces together, like you are the people I want to talk to. Because we have to really start strategizing here and saying, like, what what is our mission right now? You know, what what is our goal right now? Like, what are we trying to accomplish? I mean, are we just going to be out there like political commentary people? Are we are we just going to be out there and like saying, okay, Donald Trump has to fix everything? You know, and I pray for Donald Trump every day. I pray for the president. You know, we honor him and we're thankful he's in the White House. So you guys know, you know, we are supporters of Donald Trump. I mean, I'm pretty out out outspoken about that. You know, I'm not saying the man is perfect, but. You know, when, when when looking at the alternative, I think it was a pretty clear distinction. And, you know, just seeing the Democrat Party play out right now, I think it's a pretty, dis, you know, big distinction. The movie Unplanned is, you know, in theaters across the country. And we're seeing where the Democrats, like people like Alyssa Milano, just out there advocating for death and, and these and these, you know, these uh, Hollywood actresses and actors that are like trying to boycott states. I think it was Georgia, you know, for the heartbeat. Bill and, and you know, I mean just just ridiculous. I mean just ridiculous. Like, but it just shows you the the depth of this battle that we're in. So that's why it's so crucial, and that's why it's so important that we are you know hashtag woke. You know what I'm saying? That we understand you know because if we get derailed or if we get you know set off course here and kind of get into the weeds, we're gonna miss it, friends. We're gonna miss it. Okay, and we're in a very crucial period in this nation right now. And I believe, you know, I'm talking about the United States, but, you know, the world. I mean, this is a very, it's a, it's a, it's a defining moment in history. We're at, we're at a precipice moment. I say that all the time. We're at like this defining moment in history. And, you know, if the church really does stand up, and that's why I'm speaking to you guys, like, and, 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 you know, we're, we're, we're in this together. You know, and if we do start, you know, standing and pushing back, and it's like, well, how do we do that? You know, when we have like HR down our down our back, you know, just breathing down our back. And, and you know, we got to do all these things. I mean, there's corporations now, there's companies now in, in the name of diversity, in the name of acceptance, in the name of, you know, being these like social justice companies. And these are big companies. These are companies that thousands of Americans and thousands, you know, lots of Christians work at, okay? And this is across the gamut, across the spectrum in the different sectors, you know, in, in, in industry and in retail and, you know, just about every community and every every different type of job, we're hearing these terms, diversity, and, you know, they sound good. They sound really good. And, and you know, I'm all for, you know, certain things like, you know, women getting paid the same as men and, you know, things like I'm all for that. Like, I'm all for, I mean, there's definitely some things that I, that I do, I'm excited about, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm all for equality. You know, I'm all for all those things. But at the same time, you know, it's nothing should be pushed down our throats that goes against our belief. You know what I'm saying? Nothing should be pushed on our, our, you know, our throats that goes against our faith. And nothing should be, we should not be forced to advocate or to, you know, to stand in agreement with something that's against the word of God. And we can't. That's what we cannot do. You know, and that's where it's like I see a lot of compromise going on. So back to the churches, because I know I'm getting off course here. And I told you I'd give you this breaking news. So what I found out in my research 
is is that under the faith-based initiative, okay, and and you know a lot of people will link it to the 501c3 status, by the way, but really it was under I think the Bush administration that started the, the you know a big portion of the faith-based initiative, and this is a Bush too, by the way. And then it continued through the Obama years. But through that faith-based initiative, there were funds directed towards churches and seminaries and, you know, um, col- you know, the colleges, the Christian colleges, universities. And I'm not saying that there wasn't an element of this already happening before the faith-based initiative. But as I look at the faith-based initiative now and I see actually what took place here and what is continuing to take place, and I think to myself, why would Obama who was like anti, you know, I mean, he was, he was really hostile to Christians. He was really hostile to, you know, religious liberties and freedom. So why would he be okay with the faith-based initiative? And this is where I started really researching. And there's, there's actually FBI documents that are right on their website that show that the FBI partnered with, with certain churches. And, you know, there is, there's information that's out there of large congregations in the United States that were partnered with the FBI. They were partnered with the government and that were really, you know, actually agents of the government. I mean, they were like a, a part of the government wing. And so it's almost like the churches became state churches, which is what happened in China, right? There's state churches and then there's like the underground church. And the underground church is basically outlawed in China. And then there's the state-sanctioned churches, which have to, again, go by the precision of language. Watch your language. Don't speak about certain things, you know, and make sure that you, um, you know, only hail the state, you know. And and the state is kind of like, uh, you know, it replaces God. It's like the state is like a deity. You know, it's like we look to the state instead of looking to God and the Holy Spirit. And so we have to be very careful for this. So this is my theory. And again, I've been at some, you know, some, some high level meetings and places and, you know, have information that I wish I could disclose to you guys that would, that would kind of color in the lines of, of this, what I'm saying right now. But there are pastors that are on the payroll. Okay. And there are big churches that are on the payroll. And, um, I just want you to understand that. And that's why people have dulled down the gospel. That's why seminaries are allowing uh, same-sex marriage and things like that, you know, and, and changing their, their bylaws and changing their rules and regulations and, and you know, uh, to take in people and say, well, we, you know, you don't have to agree. When I went to seminary, guys, I had to, I had to write out like all my beliefs. I had to make sure they were in line with our seminary and the, and the theology. You know, the, these things are being done away with. And now people are coming in under the umbrella of diversity and under the umbrella of acceptance and under the umbrella of, you know, not being hateful and all that. They're going into Christian, you know, or at least historical Christian universities that have been willing to compromise. And so this is changing the landscape. And it's what it's doing actually is infiltrating one of the major mountains of influence in our society. So what's happening is that the people that are coming out of these universities, that are coming out of these seminaries, that are, you know, the, the products of these institutions are not spirit filled or empowered to really get out there and be missionaries and be pastors that are going to be setting the captive free and preaching the full gospel of Jesus. So that's why, you know, when, when we were thinking about the name for this program and the Lord put the remnant on our mind, it's like, we're not just saying remnant just to say remnant. We're saying remnant because there is a remnant. And I believe, you know, again, if you've stayed this long in today's show and you've been listening for a while or whatnot, you are the remnant. Okay. And the remnant is, is basically the people that are willing to stand for the full Bible, the full Everything it says, like I, I tell people, I didn't write the Bible. Like I probably would have written a couple of things, maybe different, you know. But I'm far from, you know, I'm not God, obviously. So the thing is, is that I believe the Bible, and I believe what the Bible says. I, I believe it to be, 
you know, the word of God. And, and I live by the Bible. You know, I live according to the Bible. And I personally have felt the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And I've seen the Holy Spirit work in my life. And so, you know, we need Christians that are out there, you know, that have had true encounters with the living God, that have had true encounters with the Holy Spirit, and that are empowered to change the atmosphere. You know, I think of that scripture, I know Peter, I know Paul, but who are you? Like, you never want to be a who are you. You know, you never want to be one of those who are you's where the demonic and, the, and you, know, you have no authority. They, they don't even know who you are. You want to walk into the room and change the atmosphere. So how do you become that type of Christian? You know what I'm saying? Where, where you're going to be able to influence. And that influence, there's a lot of people trying to have influence in today's world. You see all kinds of podcasters and all kinds of, you know, you know what they call them social media influencers and these people. But what are a lot of these people using their influence for? Are they using it to promote the gospel of Jesus? Are they using it to set the captive free? Are they using it for the Great Commission? And I go back to the churches again, like the, you know, the, these churches that I'm talking about. And again, this is just an element of what we call the greater body of Christ. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, I mean, all churches. I mean, there's, there's a ton of churches I know that are preaching the full gospel. So don't get me wrong. But, but these people that have been willing to compromise in, in order to get funding or certain perks or, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's grants. There's all different types of, 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 of caveats of things that they, they receive, you know, as a, as a sweet, sweet deal. I mean, it's a sweetener, you know, like, Hey, look, as long as you don't preach this or, you know, as long as, you know, you teach this direction so that you can kind of influence and use your pulpit for this, for this reason. And then don't, don't touch on, on these subjects. And as long as you promise not to touch those controversial areas of Christianity, you know, and you just stay like in this, you know, this really safe area, as long as you do that, we'll give you this, you know, grant. So then the question was posed to me, well, how much are these churches receiving? And, and, you know, we didn't know anything about this. This is a huge story. This would be um, an earth-shattering story. Yes, it would. It would be an earth-shattering story if somebody would write on it. But there's so much um, there, there. And, and, and it goes so deep that, you know, if somebody were to expose this in its entirety and really be a true investigative journalist, you know, the weight of uh, so much would fall down on them. And and their family. And so I can, you know, I, I'm not, I don't feel like that's my call to sit here and expose these churches. I just want you to think about it, just to think about it. I'm not going to name churches or name pastors or give you, you know, links today. I just want you to understand that, yes, there are some churches that have received an element of funding and also have made the deal to basically sell their soul. And so, you know, how many, how many pieces of silver does it take to not preach the full gospel? You know, how many, how many pieces of silver does it take to betray, you know, a generation of people that are trusting you as a leader? And that's why we need the remnant. That's why the remnant is where the, the, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is going to come through because this group is, is the group that's bold and unafraid. They're not afraid of man. They're empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the Lord is going to use the remnant church to, to shape and re, you know, just to mold this culture, to be the salt, because we've lost our saltiness. And God wants us to be the salt and the light, the, the representatives of Jesus here on earth. And that means not only making disciples and replicating those disciples, but empowering them and sending them out to get people saved and set free and healed and delivered. So this is the, the moment that we're, that we're at right now, where if we're willing to, to invest in that, 
And to do that, we're going to see that mountain moved in the name of Jesus. And we're going to see the mountains of influence taken back for the kingdom of God. And that will shape culture. That will change things. That will change the atmosphere because it's not about me. See, it's not about my name or my ministry or any of those things because they're not mine. It's not mine. The ministry is not mine. The calling is not, you know, maybe God called me, you know, but, but, but the, the purpose of it is not mine. It's, you know, Lord, can I be about your, your business? I want to be found doing your business, doing your work. That's what I'm concerned about, you know? And so that's where the empowerment is, friends. And, and, and we're going to do this together. And that's, that's why we're standing together in Jesus' name. Amen. Set the captive free. Get the, the, you know, the broken healed set free and delivered in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Rem Radio. See you guys tomorrow.